On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, we are back in our studios here in New York City, and we are ready to talk more fallout from Javante Davis's win over Ryan Garcia. You've heard some of the stories about moles. You've heard some stories about who was at the post-fight press conference, who wasn't, uh, Ryan's performance, Tank's big win, who he should fight next. And we also have some other news in boxing. Believe it or not, there are other fights happening. Uh, let's get into it. Let's talk boxing. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of Inside Boxing Live. This is a product of John Boy Media. I am Dan Canobio. I'm just one half of the show. My other half, my better half, Chris Algieri, former 140-pound world champ, looking sharp, looking refreshed. We are back from Vegas. It chewed us up and spit us out. It was a very successful work trip for us. Uh, it was a very successful fight night for Tank Davis. How does it feel to be back in sunny Florida, Chris? Uh, feels good, especially after I got a couple couple days of ten plus hours of sleep because uh, taking a red eye home in the middle of the night was, was tough. <laughs> Chris dipped after the fight. Uh, he looked at his JetBlue app and was like, "Yo, I can get on this midnight flight." And then he, he was gone. Poof, gone. Left me and Dre in the dust. My favorite flight out of Vegas. Saturday nights in, in Vegas, nothing good happens. So I want to get out, get out clean. I got out clean, but I was very tired the last couple of days. You know what you missed? Uh, me and Dre walked around the MGM Grand uh, for like the millionth time of the watching. weekend. Allen Iverson, former NBA great. Nice. On the nice. craps table. Multiple craps tables. I don't know. I've never seen this before. He had three tables like to himself with like stacks of chips. And he's spreading them out everywhere. We watched him for a solid 20 minutes. So that was the highlight of the post. That's all you miss, really, after the fight. Uh, didn't get into any parties. Didn't get into any mischiefs. Too tired. Because we're bringing you all sorts of crazy content. I appreciate everyone following along. Our social media is blowing up right now. Inside Boxing Live. Oh, John Boy Boxing on, on Instagram. Our TikTok. We're TikTok people now. Can you believe that, Chris? I'm 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 astonished myself. I never expected <laughs> myself to be uh, a TikTok influencer. Dude, our here TikTok. We here we are. Inside Boxing Live TikTok. Go follow us. Um, if you're not already, like several millions of views. Um, for our takes for Ryan Garcia videos. Um, it's that it was that type of fight. You know, it was that type of fight. We're gonna start seeing a lot about this fight in terms of uh the the business side now. Pay-per-views are gonna uh start rolling in. We're gonna hear about that. I'm hearing something like over a million pay-per-views for this fight. Would not be shocked by that. I know it did one of the biggest gates uh in the history of uh T Mobile or or Vegas that to, to not have to do with uh Mayweather or uh a McGregor. Um and that's true. Like we were there all weekend. It felt big. Uh, a lot of celebrities, a lot of athletes. It felt new, it felt fresh. Um so that's that. I want to do I did go back and rewatch the fight and I know we did our post fight um podcast which you do a post fight pod are very emotional. Like we we had yeah. literally just watched the fight like 10 minutes before uh we we recorded. Um I went I'm back. And, you still weren't sweating from running over <laughs> to, to get into the into, into the media room, right? A lot goes into it, but I went back and rewatched it. I know we were giving Ryan Garcia some respect, as he should get. Uh, you know, it's it's nuanced, but I don't. I mean, he really didn't fight that great of a fight on, on second watch. Yes, he he had no. Tank. I wouldn't say hurt, but he had him on his back foot. He had moments in that second round. I thought he won the first round. I thought he came out firing that jab. 
And then he just deviated from the game plan by his own admission, Chris. He said, I got bored in there. Like, what? You got yeah. bored in the biggest fight of your life? What is that about? I watched it again, too. I mean, even that night, I I, I had given him the first round, only only the first round. The second round, he won, but he got dropped. So that was a, that was an even round in my eyes. Um, I do believe he, he had Tank uh, at least buzzed in that round. And, you know, he, he was just, he was fighting. I'll give him that, like, throughout. And I said that, you know, the night of the fight. I'm like, oh, I'll tip, I'll tip my hat to him. He was, he was outclassed entirely the entire time. He, he was not on the same level as Tank in terms of his technical skill, his fundamentals, none of it. And, you know, he was in there fighting. That's pretty much it. So I can tip <laughs> my hat to that but because he was completely outgunned. But other than that, it was, it was all Tank Davis. He was definitely fighting. He was definitely in the ring. Definitely had a good first round behind that stiff jab. That seemed to be the game plan from, from Goosen was to establish that range and fire hard jabs and then throw right hooks off of it and eventually throw that left. Did that in the first round. Started to do it a little bit in the second, and that's when he came in with this line that he said he got bored. And what happened the minute he got away from the game plan? He was dropped on his ass. I mean, it's insane. Javante Davis didn't throw or land a power shot in this fight until five minutes in. And the first power shot Davis threw sent... Garcia to the canvas. That's how surgical Davis is, and that's how if you get off your game plan for one second, he makes you pay. But I'll say this. I don't like that that Ryan deviated from the game plan that, that Joe Goosen set in place, and I'm hearing some things that happen afterwards in the locker room that are just wild. I don't like some of the things that Garcia said after the fight. I got bored. Uh, I started to go for a knockout. Uh, didn't like that at all. I absolutely I don't believe the board thing. I believe going for the knockout. I, I do think he got excited and got clipped, but right, it's verbiage. He says he got bored, yeah. but in in reality, he deviated from the game plan. And, you know, he lost right, discipline. Lost it's discipline. Not Perfect. It's discipline. I absolutely hate opening up social media and seeing people clowning him, dude. What are we doing here? We beg for these guys to take these fights. We want to see these young guys fight, right? Ryan Garcia did everything he he could do to to make this fight happen. All the stipulations, we've heard them all. And he's still going to get clowned? Like, what's going to motivate these these fighters? They are human and they are sensitive. Believe me, they are. What's going to, like, if they open up social media and they see, oh, he's a bomb, this, that, and the other, he quit. Like, what is going to motivate them to, to fight the best? Because it's, you're supposed to take that challenge. You're supposed to get respect for getting in the ring. And then you That's open up that and you see those those people on there. I mean, I, it's almost like I see more negative again to him than positive. Yeah, that, that, that's a great point, Dan. And that's, I didn't even think of that, actually. It's like, what's going to motivate these these younger guys where they do actually, I mean, every all of us care, but like, listen, I've been on both sides. I've been praised in losses and I've been uh, poo-pooed on wins. I mean, I, I get it. I've been, I've been on both sides. I've been called a bum. I called everything you can, you can under the sun. I think I'm a little bit of a different era than these guys. I don't care as much, you know, when, when, with the negative comments. I'm not a comment reader. It doesn't really, um, never really affected me all that much. You feel it. It's the twinge, but... I don't know. I think these guys, especially a guy like Ryan, who's uh, most of his following is from social media and he, he built his platform on that. It's going to be a really hard pill to swallow. And, and yeah, it's true. Uh, what's going to motivate these, these young guys to step out of the box. Cause Ryan did a lot of work to make this fight happen, made a lot of concessions going in. Um, we interviewed uh, De La Hoya, you know, the, the week of the fight. And he was saying, he's like, listen, Ryan wanted this fight so bad. It made me hard to, hard, hard for me to negotiate properly because he was just like, <laughs> yeah, to everything. And I know, I, I know what that's like. I've been that guy. I've been the fighter. Like I'll fight him, whatever. Let's go. And then it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa easy. <laughs> like we're trying to get you more of this, more of that. Yeah. But if you're, if you're so, you know, you're so headstrong about, about making a fight happen, you don't care about everything. 
it can hurt you. AKA uh, our example is Marvin Hagler versus Sugar Ray Leonard. Yep. He made a lot of concessions in that fight to make it happen. And it bit him, it bit him in the ass on the way out. Um, you want to talk about this whole drama that happened afterwards? Oscar not showing up to the presser. B hop. Um, yeah. Oscar puts out a video says that death threats. Um, after the fight, so I have my security team told me to get out of there. PBC, I talked to someone at PBC. There, um, that's simply not true uh, because there he was at the weigh-in and there was out in the open with people there. Uh, B Hop was also not at the post-fight presser on that stage. Uh, he claims, or Oscar claims, that uh, PBC banned them. I heard from someone from PBC. They said that that's simply not true either. I mean, there's just so much going on with with Garcia and his camp. Like, there's a lot of friction. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And you kind of saw that on fight night. It's like, I, th- I feel like he didn't know who to listen to. It was like, his dad plays a big role in his life. Joe Goosen is now the new trainer. Are they listening to him? Oscar and B-Hop. You know, B-Hop touching Davis. I thought that was kind of silly. You know, Oscar obviously has all his antics. Uh, we're big fans of him, but you can't deny that he, he is a promoter and he does some interesting things out there. I just feel like there's a lot swirling around Garcia for the biggest fight of his life. And we kind of saw that he was not even close to, on the same level physically. And it seems like mentally he was off too. He was definitely unprepared for this fight. And that was obvious. And and, and this is, again, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping my hat to looking at the positive side is, you know, the kid went out swinging. You know, he, he didn't, he didn't, I mean, I know people are saying a lot about him, whatever, in terms of, like you said, they're, they're, they're clowning him, but. I don't know, man. He was unprepared for this fight. I, the, the layoff was a big problem for me. All the things that we spoke about in the show leading up, mm-hmm. I think, was a, was a massive issue. And you could tell physically he wasn't prepared for the 12 rounds. Mentally, he wasn't prepared, prepared for for the drama and everything surrounded it, surrounding it. His team wasn't ready. And listen, I've been there in these big fights. And, and, and having a, a, a team that's a unit is so important. And the person who needs to be the boss is the fighter. Yep. You need to be able to be in control of who's around you. And it just doesn't seem like Ryan has taken the helm of, of the ship that is the Ryan Garcia, you know, uh, brand destroyer brand. Exactly. It's like it's too many, too many cooks in the kitchen. Like you said, it's no good. It just, it seemed that way. He was very scattered, which, you know, is going to, is going to play into the lack of discipline as the fight wore on. And as things got heated up. And um, not even heated up literally in the second round, he lost discipline, but <laughs> he, had this, he had moments but, later listen, on in the fight. Go ahead. Yeah, at moments, but like nothing, not nothing discipline moments. It was yeah. it was talent moments. It's just because he is that talent and he's fast and he's strong and, and he's tough. Yeah. We see we see him get up like nothing. He he, he get he, that first shot. You know, you mentioned that was the first power shot that Davis landed. That was a killer shot. Was a it was shot. awesome. Like he rolled and landed. It was clean. Ryan didn't see it. Very hard shot. Cracked the nose of Ryan right away. He got up with a bloody nose immediately. Got hit hard. Went down. Mm-hmm. But Ryan, he gets right up and and was coming forward. So I, I'll give him that. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- th- that, that shot strategically on his style was not not smart. That shot would have stopped a lot of guys. I mean, you've seen Ryan yes. down twice, right? It was Luke Campbell, and he got back up, and he won the fight. Like, I was shocked how he got up, and and he got up quick, too. And he was able yeah. to, to, to fight on, obviously not the same extent. I feel like that second-round knockdown was was the end of the fight for him because he stopped throwing with with conviction until about the sixth round. Um, well, he suddenly stopped jabbing with conviction. Yes. And the left hooks, <laughs> live by the sword, die by the sword. The left hook is, was the problem. He didn't land really any left hooks all night. It was the right hook, which came out of nowhere, which which seemed to stun Gervonta in the second round. And that was the bunch that was actually having effect later on. Gervonta was so prepared for the yeah, left took hook. took it away from he him. He was waiting for that thing. 
He's like, hey, throw it. I have the counter to it. I'm going to roll it, and you're open because that's the way you are. He's always open. He throws a left hook, and he's got his arm out here. He's got yep. his chin way up in the air. Boom. And Javante was just waiting for that shot. Live by the sword, die by the sword. And, and for Ryan, is, that is that left hook. He's, Davis is so good, man. He's now clearly yeah. the guy. We'll get to him, too. I know we're opening with a lot of Garcia, but that's a big part of the storylines. Um, quickly, the spy stuff. Um if you've been around you boxing, info. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing this. Stuff. I did a whole like, video on it. And then it's... you have, you have all the info. This is, this is, this is why we're perfect. <laughs> I did a whole video on it, like examining it. And like everyone here at the office was so locked into this fight. Um, not boxing fans. So locked into the spy storyline because it's super, it's very juicy. Like I said in the, in the video I made, but like you've, you've heard of this happen before. Like it's a small community, especially with the sparring and you mix in the fact like, like Tom Brown was the lead promoter of this fight, and he works with Javanta. His brother-in-law is Joe Goosen. Like that just shows you how close a lot of these fighters and like these communities are. Like things were shared. I'm not saying that it was shared between Joe and and Tom Brown, but like apparently Ryan Garcia got hit to the body in camp in sparring, got hurt uh, by a Mongolian fighter with a very hard name to pronounce. Um, and he was not a hundred percent heading into the fight, <laughs> and Ryan, and he just so happened to lose uh, to lose from a body shot. Is that why he lost the fight? No, he didn't lose the fight because of the spy. But like, there definitely was like Garcia confirmed it. But can you touch on like chatter that goes on between in sparring? Yeah, I mean it. It, it happens. It happens at all levels. Uh, I remember vividly, and <laughs> a lot of it goes with betting. Because a lot of those spies are really mm -hmm. for that. They're 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 for they're for the the, the betting odds. Because that, but I mean, when I was fighting Rustam Pavanikov, I think I, when I opened, I was like fifteen or sixteen to one. And then as we got closer, the the odds just got closer and closer because people were coming to watch me spar in camp. And they sparring partners were talking about how good I was, how good I was looking, how many guys I was I was lumping up in in the gyms. And also, Ruslan was the opposite. He was having a lot of trouble training against taller, longer guys who were boxing. So it was back and forth. I mean, it, it was, it, it's not so much of it was spies, but it was no secret about what was happening in the gyms. And that gets out. And that's a lot of times why the betting lines in Vegas are different than what you might suspect. Cause there's, there's, there's moles on both sides who are listening and, and, and figuring out and listen, sparring partners, man, a little extra money. A lot of times right? they'll, 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 they'll divulge. Why not? I what? mean, life of a sparring partner is tough. <laughs> right. Any money you to, can get to spar the man <laughs> and you're getting paid, you know, and you're not getting paid a ton. So, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things, man. It's it's, this is the art of war. It's can not, we squash? It's not, just, it's not just X's and O's. Can we squash the fact that like he lost the fight because of the, of the spy? Because th that's the problem with this no. fight of this magnitude. There were so many new eyeballs on the sport, which I think is great. Like people that have never usually watched boxing tuned into this fight, and it was like a perfect storm because we see that delayed reaction knockdown, and that's just gonna be like, oh, he took, you know, he 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 just uh. He just ate the punch, or it, it was, it was, um, what I'm trying to say, it was, you know, like the rigged or whatever. Like there was plenty yeah. of that because there was all these new eyeballs on the sport. Yeah, so the new the, eyeballs have no idea how body shots Right. Work. No one knows how body shots uh, work uh, when it comes to that. But th that's like one problem with, with, with this, with the fight of, of, of this magnitude. But it, it's just had a lot of things going in there. But let's squash the fact that like the spy had nothing to do with like, Geronta throwing that punch at that time. Like, that was always part of his game plan. It was like, I'm going to hammer to the body. He's one of the best body punchers in the sport. If you listen to our show, then you're not surprised at how this fight went in terms of styles and what happened. Like, you, you talk about time how aggressive uh, Ryan is or has become as of late. 
he wasn't always that way. I think he was at his best when he was actually boxing off his back foot and countering guys with his speed and his ability to pull the trigger. As of late, he's walking guys down and being super aggressive, which is exactly what he did against Tank. He had some success then because Tank starts so so slow. And this was a prototypical, very typical Tank Davis fight. This That was the archetype of how he always fights. He starts yep. super slow. He analyzed. He actually started quicker this time, I think, because he had to. Um, but he works the body, works his way in on taller guys. Um, he's a good counter. He's a great counter puncher. He's, he doesn't throw a lot of punches, but he's extremely precise. And he's got power in both hands. Crazy. And he showed that. And you know, Ryan, Ryan's not good at exchanging. That's why I don't like him being so aggressive. He's a good counter puncher. He uses that speed. In exchanges, there's just way too many gaps and holes in his in his fundamentals when he throws, which we saw both times. He got hit while throwing on both knockdowns. Got hit while throwing when, with the right left hand upstairs that dropped him. Again, like you said, man, his ability to get up that fast was very impressive. Body shots are different. He yeah. got hit. If you watch that again, he got hit while throwing. Ryan's one of those guys, similar to Amir Khan. They're so fast. They're so offensive minded. If you look at that, Ryan's actually throwing with both hands at the same time. <laughs> He's throwing bang, bang. Yeah. It's, it's both hands have left the defensive posture looking for offense and he gets cracked with a shot. Didn't see in the middle of a punch, which always hurts the most. And the you know, way liver shots work, delayed reaction is is a very real thing. I mean, it's it's it literally you're 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 striking an organ and it attacks yeah. your nervous system. It's not like a, a normal punch, not like getting your wind acting out of you. It's not like mm-hmm. falling on your back and being oh like we were when you were a little kid. Very, very different to get cracked in the liver. Yeah. Good point. Um, I'm shocked by some of the people that are coming out and saying that he quit. Uh, Chavez. I think a senior? lot of that comes from people just not really liking Ryan. Right. I think a lot, a lot of yeah. It seems it seems like there's a lot of there's a lot of extra venom on what some of these 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 boxing people are coming out with. I, I think people are, are a little upset with him because his ability to jump the line because of his social media platform, yes. some of the things he's been saying right. leading up to the fight, some of the things he said after the fight. Um, you know, it's not everybody likes a pretty boy. So I, I think there's a lot of extra venom attacked, yeah. attached to Ryan Garcia that maybe really isn't warranted. Right. The new school or the old school boxing guard is is perplexed by some of the things we saw this weekend. No belts on the line, uh, social media followings, all that and the other. Uh, to, to put a button on the Ryan Garcia talk before we uh, move over uh, to Tank. He says he's moving to 140 now. Um, probably won't see him for several months. Probably going to see him in there with a soft touch, like a, a Mercedo Hesta type, like a Fortuna type. I went over to the Golden that's Boy. That, that's not that soft. That's but the, you know what I mean? Soft. Like, yeah, someone that is going to stand in front of him, someone where he, he can get some confidence. Went over to the Golden Boy website to look at the roster. Not many 140-pounders hunt their roster. They have Jojo Diaz, uh, who has lost several fights in a row. He's a pretty much a lightweight. I don't think he'll fight him. They'll find someone uh, for him to get in there with, but... This is a big time fighter. I mean, this is a guy that, that is part of a pay per view that over that's going to do close to a million buys. Like, would you favor him over any of the top 140 pounders right now? Like, I'll go through a list right now, and you tell me if you would favor them, favor Ryan Garcia over them. Josh Taylor, no. Tufimo, I like that fight, but not not for a little bit. Subriel Matias, no. Regis Progre. Here's an interesting one. Jose Ramirez. Mm, right now, no. Close. I think it would be a very close odds. Uh, yeah, Jack Catterall. I still, I still favor Ramirez. Jack Catterall. Um, that fight could make sense, yep. Gary Antoine Russell. I don't know enough about him yet, honestly. I haven't seen hits him. Hard. But he's, he, he hits real hard. He's good. I mean, that post-off fight was, was impressive. Um, I think he has a 100% knockout rate. Yeah, yeah. 
that's I don't know that that's a question mark. Barboza. I like that one. He's not. A, he doesn't hit hard and kind of will will mm-hmm. stand and trade. He's there. Big. Um, he throws a lot of punches too, so there's going to be openings for 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 Ryan's counters. The thing about Ryan is he needs to go back to the drawing board. He needs to work on his fundamentals a lot. Yeah. So does he have you know, time to do that? If he, is... if he doesn't make if he doesn't make those changes, he's not beating any of these guys, let alone you know hey, these top guys. How about this, Chris? Roly Romero versus Ryan Garcia. Great fight. Think of the buildup for that. Great fight, and I think Ryan Ryan can win. The buildup uh, would I be hilarious. Think, I, li- I like a fight with Chon Zapata uh, too. Chon Zapata, yeah. I mean, he's got to get back in the win column. Didn't he fight again since his last loss? Yeah, he's pretty active. He's always going to be fighting. I'm sure they'll find someone for him to fight uh, in his next fight. But after that, like you know, you gotta go for some of these big guys at 140. And I mean, those are I just ran through like some of like the top eight or nine. Like Roley's well, the fighting. The crazy thing is Roley's probably going to be a world champion by the time <laughs> Ryan's ready to fight him. So that's very true. Uh, he's no longer fighting Albert Puello. He popped uh, PEDs. I think he's fighting. Who is it? Israel Barrasso. I just butchered his uh, name. Who is older than me, I think. That's old. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought I think I thought uh Puello was gonna was gonna beat Roly. I mean he's 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 slick enough, he's tall, he's long. Yeah. Um I don't you know, and Roley's one of those guys. I was watching his uh his fight with 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 Tank and yeah, he did well. He was very physical. He is very physical. But like in terms of his body type, I don't see him packing on any more muscle to go to one forty. He looks he looked about as strong as he's going to get at 35. I mean, hmm. he's he's filled in. He didn't look thin at 35, so I don't know how 40 is really going to suit him. Yeah, uh, Ryan Roley fight, I think, would do numbers. I think it would be like a, yeah. it would do great on social media and inside the ring. Two powerful guys, two guys that come forward, not the most technical guys. That could be kind of fun. Uh, it's probably down the line. Obviously, Roley's with PBC. It's another mess. Uh, who knows how many bridges were burned this weekend between <laughs> Golden Boy and uh, PBC over the over the course of a long negotiation and then a, a fight weekend where we saw a lot of fisticuffs. Or not, we didn't see fisticuffs, but we saw Bernard Hopkins place his hand on Tank Davis. And did you hear this rumor? Apparently, so there a lot was... Of extra extracurriculars, we'll call them. Dude, did you hear this? Like, So, so during that weigh-in, there was a one. scuffle. And Hopkins puts his hand on the back of Tank. And then I hear rumors that he was putting HGH or like PED cream on Davis, which is the most ridiculous rumor ever because what would that do? That would cancel the fight. (laughs) Bernard doesn't get his piece of the pie. Well, no, it wouldn't. It would come up after. So the fight would already happen. It would be, you would fail the post fight. That's why you're here. And they can smear, but that just didn't happen. That's what I'm talking about. Like, no, I can never see Bernard doing that. But that's, these, that's, that's Bernard wild. going after Tyson. I saw that today. Uh, he said, "No, ain't no one scared of Mike Tyson." That's Bernard Hopkins said. I just didn't like Hop. I like Hopkins a lot. I just didn't like him like inserting himself so much into this. Like your time is done. Like Tank said, like you're a legend, but like don't insert yourself into the middle of this. Yeah, it was weird that he was even on that side of the dais in order to even touch Tank or to get involved. I, right. I, I'm not sure. Listen, every one of us knew that there was going to be some some form of shoving match at that weigh-in. We knew that we were going to the weigh-in for so that. So maybe we couldn't bet on that. There. No, of course. <laughs> that, that was definitely happened. So I don't know why Bernard would put himself in harm's way because you never know with those this huge security guards on either side, and they're going to jump in immediately. Nothing is going to get done between the fighters. Nobody gets hurt there. It's when the 
the melee happens in between to separate everybody that that people get hurt, and that's not a good place for for Bernard or anyone to to be. It was just strange that he was on that side. Yeah. Um. Not not a not a great look or a great move. Um. From from the Hall of Famer, but uh, listen, man, testosterone. It's, it's, sometimes you're used to being you're used to being the big show. So. Yeah. Well, my point being is like there was like. Obviously, they made the fight, but I feel like there was some damage to be uh, done, whether it was Oscar claiming there was death threats or claiming that Hopkins was banned from the post-fight. And who knows if we'll ever see these crossover fights that we want to see. Another point being is, like, all those 140-pounders that I named, like, none of them are with Golden Boy. A couple are with Matchroom. I guess there's some synergy between Matchroom, Golden Boy, and DAZN all fighting on the same thing. Oh, speaking of DAZN, did you see this? DAZN had a major issue on fight night. It got They got flooded because a lot of people were ordering the pay-per-view through DAZN because it was $20 cheaper if you had a subscription. And right. people were getting charged six, seven times and not able to see the fight. Oh, boy. That's bad. That's real bad. And and, and listen, and, and, and on the, 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 the tale of them upping the, the price yeah. and then the, all these technical issues, bad look and then that's a and, bad look and next week two weeks is canelo on pay-per-view which a lot of fans aren't happy that it's a pay-per-view that's not good they got to make good on that these are these fight fans pay their hard-earned money um you know they they fork over that money they're taking advantage of a lot to begin with and then on fight night you can't even see the biggest fight of the year and you get charged six seven times like some guy posted his receipt it was like 99 99 99 all down the line crazy it looked like my bank account when i was in vegas my statement, <laughs> but they expense them here, at Jumbo. We did give away was, one paper. You, you mean your your ATM bill? Yeah, that's what it looked like. We withdraw, did... withdraw, 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 withdraw. <laughs> we did give away one pay per view, one free pay per view to Rachel H. Uh, she sent us a screenshot. So I hope she uh, enjoyed the the fight night. We certainly did. Uh, so let's get over to Tank. Uh, he's the man now. He is the man. The face of boxing is now being tossed around. Where do you stand on this? I, I'm a more of a faces of boxing guy. So who who's on your faces of boxing? I think Tank is definitely one of them. Like my Mount Rushmore of the, yeah. of the current current guys. I mean, I, I I'm going with Canelo. Okay. Of course, he's the money he's the money train. So you gotta you gotta have we always have one. You know, he's he's like the golden boy. That mm-hmm. was like the Sugar Ray Leonard, the Oscar De La Hoya, the, the Floyd Mayweather, now the Canelo. And we're coming to the close of the Canelo era, and we're waiting for who the next guy is gonna be. Um, Tank is knocking on that door though, baby. Woo! Is he on we your Mount super Rushmore? High on him fight night. Has to be, yeah. Has to be off of something like this. I mean, in terms of in terms of the popularity, um, undefeated, it's such a high knockout percentage. He's he's got to be up there, and and the draw. I mean, the, the between ticket sales, pay per view numbers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, to be the face of boxing, you've got to have money. You, yeah. you know, like it doesn't matter if you can beat everybody. It's like like Bubu Andre at one time probably could beat everybody in the world, but there's no there was no money there, so you're not going to have him as the face of boxing. It's not Good possible. Point. So who are your but other two? Tank. What's that? Who are your other two? Uh, where are we at? Right now, you got Canelo and Tank, which I agree with. That's on mine. Canelo and Tank. Um, I'm trying to think who the other big money draws are. I mean, I would Triple G would have been there a couple of years ago. Definitely, definitely not anymore. Tyson um, Fury. Tyson Fury, absolutely. A heavyweight sort of, Yeah, probably Tyson Fury, and I mean it. it it, it, again, it was six months ago. It would have been it would have been Anthony Joshua, but see the fourth for me. Like so far, our three are, are in line. I have Canelo. Uh, Tank belongs on it. Can, until Canelo is 
falls off a complete cliff. We're about to see him fill a full stadium in Mexico. He's the guy, uh, regardless of loss to a b-ball. He's earned that spot for sure. Tank is 100% on, that, on, on this list of faces of boxing. Tyson Fury is probably... The, the best heavyweight, he is the best heavyweight in the world, of whether you like his antics yeah. or not. Uh, he sells tickets, and he's a very recognizable face. The fourth one, I think, is really tough. Uh, there's a lot of guys, that, you know, Anthony Joshua sells a, a lot of tickets. Um, there are there's a, the Devin Haney's of the world, uh, Spence Crawford, but they just don't fight enough. Uh, 160's a barren wasteland. <laughs> 175, you know, Bivol and Better Bev aren't exactly marketable, even though they're yeah. really good. Yeah. So I think the fourth is Nio Inouye. This is you have to have some representation over in that's the Pacific. Uh, he's huge in Japan. You got to think outside of just the U.S. is a global sport. He sells out arenas there. He is a a god amongst men in in Japan. I think the fourth guy right now is very debatable, but I think it's in a way. I'm not sure about the numbers of him, but I was it, that came to to my thought too because he is. For one, he is that good, and two, I mean, if he if he draws the numbers out there the way that that you know you're alluding to, then yeah. But I'm, I'm just not sure about the numbers in terms of that. But otherwise, I mean, I still might have Anthony Joshua. Yeah, he's just he is the, he's just that dude, man. And, and I think he is he is just a, a money making machine. Everyone around him makes money when he fights, <laughs> and that's part of what being the face of boxing is. This is this is entertainment. This is a this is a money making sport. So yeah, I think you and I can our top our top three are definitely it. But that fourth one. Tough could be Joshua could be in a way. I don't know if I can have if I can have a little guy being over over a big guy. Well, how about this? Like a lot of these guys that we saw this weekend, uh, I saw I ran into Errol Spence and you know he he assured me that the fight was happening with Crawford. Uh, no big deal. It's breaking news in, in the lobby of the MGM. But like a lot, of, I think a lot of these guys like Spence Crawford, like Charlo was in attendance. Um, Haney is obviously very hungry for big fights. Tfim like they probably saw this event and was like I want that attention. Like I want some of that. Yeah. So let let me get on the face of boxing list. Let me find my biggest contemporary out there, biggest opponent, and I want to fight in these big fights in Vegas with my face everywhere and the whole world transfixed on on the fight. Well, this fight showed you that you need a dance partner. Yeah. Right. Because neither one of these guys gets this attention without fighting each other. And you mentioned three names: Crawford, Spence, Haney. Any one of those guys can be on the Mount Rushmore. Of boxing right now mm-hmm. as the face of boxing with a big fight Re- i mean obviously we've got spencer crawford they fight each other the winner of that right on that he's on there could be could be number one then haney haney beats loma and then he beats tank right there yeah i think it's going to take more than beating loma to be in a, like a, a, a crossover star but he beats tank it's on his way takes his spot but definitely he's on his way already but if he beats loma uh, because Loma, I think, has a lot of eyes from the outside sport, but I think a lot of people also are looking at him like he's a little long in the tooth yeah. and hasn't been that active recently. But you beat Loma, that definitely that definitely gets people perked. Now you beat Tank, who we do both have on that on that face of boxing discussion. Boom, you're you're now there. So yeah, that, that's the thing, man. It's boxing. It's what have you done for me lately? Everyone's one fight away from being. You know the the man or or yeah. or a bum. Unfortunately. It's crazy, that's, man. That's what it's, people say. It's, it's such a week to week sport. Yeah, I I follow it like crazy, and I'm still like, once this fight's over, I'm forgetting about it. But this one. It's got some staying power. This Tank Ryan fight. There's so much ramifications, and it got me thinking about the next mega fight. Like, I don't think there's any fight on the remaining calendar outside of like the heavyweights. If we do get that yeah, crazy and, card, and yeah. like that's gonna like captivate the boxing world and the sports world, but the closest one is Spence and Crawford. Mm-hmm. And saw Spence, he 
I took a selfie with him, and the dude is in shape. He's clearly getting ready for a fight. I think Spence Crawford, which from all indications that is going to happen sometime this summer, uh, from everything Espinosa is saying, that's the next big one. I think that's the one that can get people excited. Even if it's a few years late, they're still at the top of their game. They're still 1-2 uh, in pound-for-pound pound list, 1-2 definitely in the welterweight division. I think that's the next big one that we're going to be at. I think that's the next big one that fans can get excited about. It's not going to have the same crossover effect that Ryan and, and Javante did because I think that was just a perfect storm, but it's still the next biggest one that I'm excited for. Yeah, and that one's going to pull in casuals. It's So Tank and, and Ryan... They pulled in hardcore boxing fans because we just we, we love Tank. Everyone loves Tank, who's who's a real boxing fan. Um, you know, Ryan posed a danger. We wanted to see that. It pulled in the casuals because you can't not hear about these two guys and them each other fighting. And then it pulled in like like TikTokers and kids who want to see who want to see Ryan. Um, so that was a little different fight with Spence and Crawford. You're looking at hardcore boxing fans, obviously, but then you're also like the casuals because everyone talks about every barbershop conversation has Crawford and Spence in it. So you're going to there's going to be a massive draw for that fight as well. Not quite like this one because of the outside of the boxing world eyes that got brought in, but marketed the right way that that, that fight's going to do big numbers, too. You know why it's going to be a little bit different than, than Ryan and, and Tank? Uh, the traditionalists or will say that this is a better fight and I agree with them. This is one versus two. Oh, yeah. This is for all the belts at welterweight. This is the most prestigious division in boxing outside of heavyweight. Like, the one thing I guess that was missing from Tank Ryan is, like, no one really believed that Garcia was on the same level as a Tank. Like, obviously, Tank's elite. Spence Crawford, no you're talking about two yeah, no elites. You're talking about the the two best of this generation. We're going to figure out who is the best welterweight in the world. So it has that going for it, where it might not have the crossover appeal for you know, some kids here in the office, but damn, we're going to figure out who's the best welterweight of the last 10 years. I'm getting myself worked into a, la uh, a lather. I, I, are we going to get this fight? Damn it. Are we going to get it? I want that big fight feel again. I want to go back to Vegas without Jerry in his tight Guys, pants. We were talking about the, the, <laughs> the, the powerful drug that is boxing. You should have seen our guy, Dan, this weekend, I, he was like a, a kid in a candy shop. I mean, he was buzzing all weekend long. <laughs> How are you feeling? How are you? Are you, are you, Dude, I'm together sick. Yet? Cause you, you must've been shot. I'm nerves. a sicko, bro. I, I, I love really boxing. Are. I really love boxing to like a crazy degree. I think it's because I've been around it my whole life and I've been going to big fights. It, it's like my world. It really is. It's kind of sad because it gives it, it gives and it takes away and it disappoints you a lot. But this one I've been looking forward to for so long, and to be able to be sent there with by John Boy Media, and to be, make great con uh, content with you, and and make great content for the fans. Like you're right, I was literally like levitating at certain points of the weekend. I'm glad you were able to see that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know. I I enjoy it. I, I know I've talked to a lot of fans too, and they they agree uh, with me with my assessment of you. Like you're such you're so in love with this sport, and unlike fighters. You're not bitter. <laughs> you don't have. <laughs> you don't yet. have. You don't have the scars that we have. Like we, like every fighter you talk to, I don't care how prolific your career was, we all have deep seated scars from the sport because it's it's a nasty mistress. It's it's oh, literally boxing it, is it, boxing is the nastiest woman I've ever dated. And <laughs> and Chris Algeri's dated a lot of women. <laughs> definitely the meanest. Definitely the nastiest. Um, you don't have that bitterness, and it's 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 uh it's it's cool to see. You know why? Uh, quickly. And no, one, no one wants to hear about this. Um, you know, I grew up, my dad created CompuBox, so we never had to really deal with the nastiness of the sport. You know, we kind of came in, 
We counted the punches. Yeah, you're, no, you're not on anyone's side. We counted. The, yeah, we're very neutral. We worked with every network. We came in. We counted the punches. We gave our stats. We talked to everybody. My dad's a friendly person by nature. He's a good guy. And he's kind of rubbed off on me. And we never had a deal with the the bicker, like bickering. We never had a deal with the nonsense back and forth. We kind of just sniped in, sniped out, and had like a love for the sport. Uh, and I hope that remains because the media world is rough, man. Yeah. Yeah, the media world is is certainly rough. You gotta you gotta be ducking and diving and slipping and sliding. Uh, you know, so this is this is uh this is this is a little bit new for you. So yeah, I hope it doesn't <laughs> let's, break let's me down. Uh, but back to to Gervonta. Um, obviously face of boxing for sure. I want to see what's next for him. You know, um, I put out some some clips from our last uh show we did afterwards, and I was talking about how I want to see him sell in one thirty five. I want to see him fight for belts. And I'm looking at the comments, and it's like, well, Tank don't need to fight for belts. Belts don't matter. Haven't we learned this? Who fight Joe Schmo and make $10 million? I was like, okay, Tank, yeah, belts, it's true. Belts, belts matter, guys. Okay, belts, belts yeah, they do to an extent. Like, I'm, I'm happy that this fight, this past fight, didn't, ha- like, it showed that there is power with the fighters, and we can take away some of the power of these sanctioning bodies, like the WBC and all them, like, on the stage and whatnot. It just shows that like a big fight can be made without belts. Yes, but not every big fight can be made without a belt. Like, don't we want to see Tank fight Haney? Don't we want to see Tank fight Lomachenko? Should he win? Like the biggest fights for Tank, in my opinion, are guys that happen to hold belts too. So if he can still make the the, the most money, which is most important, and also get all four belts or a piece of the 135 picture if Haney vacates, like, yeah, I think he's gonna want to do that. And I think he's ready now to not only keep the gravy train rolling, making so much money, but like collect a few belts along the way and really cement your legacy. Well, it also matters because of the integrity of the sport. You can't have the best guy in the division and then you have four other world champions around. Like, what are we doing then? So just because you you can transcend the belts and still be popular and still be the man and still make the money doesn't mean that the belts don't matter because if, if, if he's at the top and then there's four other titleists out there, it doesn't look good for the sport. So the unifications are necessary. Beating beating other world champions, getting getting belts, belts matter. Um, but in terms of who he's fighting next, I mean, there's there's a lot of options. And well, like you got that. some names? Oh yeah, I got name names. I, I got I got four. Here's Chris Algieri's um, list on who I made my list yesterday. Here's Chris Algieri's list on who Tank should fight next. I like Tank Loma. We 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 spoke about that last week on some of the past shows. Um, I think it's one of those fights that's kind of been marinating for a while. And I think in, in, in the fallout of whatever happens with Haney and Loma, I think there's a good, a good chance that we'll see that fight. Um, I like that one. I like, I want, I like seeing the young guy who's really stepping into his own and becoming who he really is fighting the older guy. It's like, it's that classic young lion, old lion matchup that crossover. Okay. But let me ask you real um, quick, before, regardless yeah. of if Loma wins or loses. I believe that that fight will happen. Yeah. Okay. Loma loses a close decision. And Haney vacates, I can see Loma fighting Makes Tank. Makes total sense. If Makes Loma gets sense. washed, like a Cambosos-level loss, like 11-1, 10-2, does that affect mm-hmm. his his stock? I think it does a little. It, it, no, it definitely does. Um, the fight then may not happen immediately, um, unless they're trying to cash out Loma, because that could be it, too. It's like, well, they could just they could just blame it on ah, the age, and he's, he's long in the tooth, he's, at the, he's in the twilight, Let's get one more big one, and that would be the next biggest fight for him, I believe, mm-hmm. in terms of the pay. But yeah, you never know what happens at negotiating okay. tables. So Loma, okay, keep going. Uh, and of course Haney. Of course. The chances of Haney staying at thirty-five, I don't know. Well, here's the thing: 
if Haney might stick around. If Haney decides my best, biggest money fight, I can keep this gravy train rolling. I can make the biggest fights before I turn 25, like we saw in the 80s with Sugar Ray Leonard. Like Haney tank for all the belts. If Haney beats Lomachenko and it goes right to tank, which would be insane. Don't think he will, but imagine that. Like that is like succession perfectly of how the sport should go. And he can beat him. Haney is tricky enough. He's long enough. He's big enough. He's disciplined enough. That's the biggest thing about Devin Haney. That is what has separated him from all the other guys. I don't think physically he's the most talented of all that group. In fact, he might even be the least talented physically in terms of what his natural gifts are. But his mental strength and discipline has separated him from from those other guys. And we saw that with, with Ryan and Tank this weekend. You need to fight a perfect disciplined fight in order to beat Tank. He's way too dangerous. He's way too accurate and way too precise. He's way too good. You, you, you have to fight a perfect game plan. And Haney, with his height and reach and length and speed and jab, you know, that, that, that there's, there's a blueprint there that I could see how he could be victorious. I'm okay, not saying wh- he would beat him. I would have to analyze it for nights on end. But, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> I could see it. One last thing here well, for Haney. If Haney does stick around 135 and does fight Tank in this perfect world, Tank has shown that he will put rehydration clauses in fights. Haney is Haney just won't do that. Haney said he will not do that. Haney is almost is just as big as Ryan. He to, yeah. He won't need to. But he's he it's to. interesting because Tank is the clearly the A side. He's got he's got the negotiating power, but but Haney has all the belts. That is an interesting negotiation because who's gonna win that negotiation? Like Tank will maybe ask for the rehydration clause, maybe he won't. I'm just assuming. That's an interesting aspect of that whole fight. Should Haney decide I'm going to stay at 135 and, and get my, my big fight with Tank. Next fight I want to see. A little bit out of outfield, lateral left field. Rematch with Cruz. Oh, I left that He's one off Cruz. mine. So we got, a, we got a healthy Tank who is coming into his own. Isaac Cruz makes for fun fights. He throws lots of punches. He's probably going to come out to an early lead because Hank, I mean, uh, Tank is a slow starter. But what does he do with two healthy hands now? <laughs> Kind of, kind of puts puts that pass fight to rest if it goes the way that you know most people would think it would, or you know we really see that Isaac Cruz is the goods and his style doesn't match up well for for Tank. I like it. Um, I honestly think this has a very likely likelihood of happening because he's mm-hmm. with PBC. It's an in-house fight. It's a rematch. You can you have narratives built in. I would not be shocked to see Isaac Cruz, and it seems like he's moving. He's turning down fights with Shakur. He's turning down fights with Cambosos. Turning down a lot of fights, Cruz. Because I think he's waiting for that. It's not Tank, is now Canelo. He's literally waiting around like we see guys do with Canelo, like for Tank. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we, we spoke about him on, on the podcast before. It's kind of interesting what the, the route that his team is taking. But what are you going to do? Um, and then Tank Shakur. You know, we're, we're, I'm very bullish on, on Shakur Stevenson as being, I think, the tip-top guy. Um, I don't know if I don't want to. I, I'm not necessarily want to see it right away because I, I think Shakur needs a little bit more seasoning. But his style, man, I think he can beat anybody. But if there's a time for for you know uh, for Tank to kind of take advantage of the younger guy, doing a la Trinidad David Reed or Trinidad, you know Fernando Vargas or a la Mayweather Floyd Canelo, Canelo, yeah, yeah, Floyd Canelo. This could be a good time for for Tank to try and get that fight, try and get at him early. Um, not so sure that that's a very plausible matchup, but I like it. <laughs> That's the thing. I like Tank against everybody. I, yeah. I like all of the matchups that are possible. All the top guys, I can see Tank in there with. I can see Tank beating everyone too. Um, but they're they're 
they're very competitive fights, and I, I like that. I left um, Cruz off of my top five for next for Tank because I just we saw it, and but I I do think it might happen. I had William Zapata on mine, the guy that's fighting this weekend. Fun fight. Who threw? Who set the uh, lightweight record for punches thrown in a fight? Fifteen hundred and like thirty six. Like, will he throw that many against Javanta? Probably not. But I well, I like to see it. Uh yeah. Actually, he probably will, and he'll come out to a five nothing lead, and then get knocked out. <laughs> Getting starched. Uh, <laughs> the second half will. of the fight. Frank uh, Martin. Frank Martin again. Another guy needs more seasoning. But, I, I really like Frank. I was really impressed with him when he beat um the kid who looked like Ali, Michelle Rivera. Uh, Rivera. Yeah. Um, I, I I was very impressed with him. I remember, we were talking about that fight, and I actually picked Martin. I had a feeling. Martin was just a little more physical, a little more, sh- a little sharper, a little more disciplined, and he showed that that night he fought a, a brilliant fight. So yeah, I, I mean, good fight, but it's like I don't know. I, I would like to see him develop a little more, get some big fights. He is older experience. though. It's not just about your skill set, as we saw from Ryan. It's it, he wasn't ready for the the shell. Yeah. Well, you know, Frank Martin is so twenty eight. Away from a guy's performance. Frank Martin's twenty eight years old. Not that that matters because it's your age and your development could be two two different things. Um, yeah. He's with PBC. If he's offered the fight next, you tell he's going to take it. Of course, hundred percent. He's a he's a hungry guy. Absolutely, of course. Yeah, so that's something I would put that in in the same boat as Isak Cruz because it's a PBC fight, and there's a so, there's so much easier to make. But going back to Stevenson, yeah, it's, Stevenson, it's not the best fight on the list, but it's it's it's, it's very intriguing. Possible. I mean, it's not the worst. Like I kind of rather see no, Frank Martin over Cruz because it's new 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 blood. new. New, new, that new, new. Yep. Uh, uh, speaking of Shakur, he was interviewed somewhere today and said, I love that fight with Javanta. I think that's the biggest and best fight in boxing. I'm ready right now, but he's the A-side. He can pick and choose. He's at the Floyd Mayweather point. He's got that level, uh, that leverage now, so it's all up to him. I love that statement. I love Shakur uh, Stevenson. Dude. In and out of the ring. Yeah. I think he's just the we, best. We... We are very pro Shakur on this on this this podcast. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, I think he, you know he's, his development has been perfect. I think his skill set, uh, what he brings to the table, um, answers like that that shows that he's wise beyond his years. And uh, yeah, man, I mean he, he's just he's very true to himself and he's very true to what he is. So yeah. I, I I can appreciate that. The reason I think Stevenson Tank is the fight we're going to build towards, and I do agree. Like the seasoning, I do agree with the seasoning. Like fans may mistake that for more marinating and things we've been annoyed with as as fans but he's got one fight at 135 under his belt like he's just now growing into his body and also growing into his stardom like he had 10,000 I think at Prudential which is a really good number in in New Jersey like top rank's not going to put him in there with Tank next and Tank is not going to want to get in there with Shakur next like we're going to build towards this fight and also another reason is because Shakur's going to stick at 135 for a few more years like Tank is a small guy. He's like a 130 pounder in a in in a 135 pound like body. If that even makes sense. But like Tank, I'm only looking at Tank against lightweights for the next two two years. And Stevenson is going to stay around at, at lightweight. Haney's not long for for 135. So like no. by process of elimination, like and also I think it's just going to be a great fight between you know Tank lands the most power shots of any fighter today, and Stevenson gets hit with the least amount of power shots of any fighter today. Like right there, that's like power versus defense. Like, boom, give me that fight. Like, if, if everything was perfect in the world. Yeah, but that's also one of those fights that can be a dud. When you get when you get a great defender against someone who is a you know he's very precise, but he's not busy. It, it, we we could see a lot of posturing and looking at each other. But um, the difference with with Tank is like 
a lot of his fights are duds until he erases them. Until he blasts you out. Yeah. Right. And that's what's <laughs> shared all over the place. And, and that's what makes fans happy at the end of the day. If they order the pay-per-view, if they, you know, dished out money to be there. Like, that's what we were saying in the last show. Uh, like, the difference between him and Floyd. And I'm talking money Mayweather Floyd. Not pretty boy Floyd. Pretty boy Floyd was knocking everybody out. But once he got the hand issues, once he started, you know, up in the competition, you know, fighting De La Hoya. Moving up in weight, too. Right. Moving up in weight, fighting um, De La Hoya, fighting... The run he well, went Castillo on. was the first real trouble that he had. Yeah. But that, and like... Then, uh, Hernandez, Carlos Hernandez gave him trouble because the hands... That's when the hands really started to be a problem. Yeah. That was pretty much what, what I was meant by that that statement. It was like, the difference between Tank and Floyd is that Tank will give you knockouts, and he might not be as much buyer's remorse from casual fans when it comes to pay-per-views because... The fight He's might stay highlight. Right. The fight might not be great for the first five rounds, but you're leaving saying, Holy shit, did you see that Tank Davis knockout? Did you see and you're gonna did? see it across social media. Yep. Like you're gonna see TikTok. The shot, the shot, the shot. Yeah. We're TikTok guys now. All right, we'll end the show with this. I cannot believe this. I just got a text. Um I actually heard about this for a while now. I knew it was in, in motion, but now that it's actually being reported, you're gonna laugh so hard when you hear this, Chris. Floyd Mayweather. Will fight John Gotti the third in an exhibition match. Come on. <laughs> I heard about this months ago because my brother Nick runs a MMA promotion on Long Island. John I've called Wait, he, this is John Gotti from Long Island. Yes. Yeah, I have I called John, John oh, ten boy. I called ten of John Gotti's amateur MMA fights. I interviewed him for TMZ with his dad. Like I spent time with him and his dad. I heard rumblings of this he's, fight he's last been year. Sparring, he was sparring Colazzo for his last fight last weekend when I called. He did fight one. Bo- he has a couple boxing fights under his belt. Like he fought like star boxing or something. Or, I think he has two. Or star CES boxing, or something. Yeah. Star boxing um, here on, on Long Island East Coast. He's fighting Floyd Mayweather in an exhibition. The, the Why? How? Like the I obviously Somehow the buildup is name, like. It must be something to do with the name. <laughs> I guess people think that that's. This sport Man, is out of control. No, that's 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 one way to make uh, some money. A couple tens John Gotti dollars for your third fight. The grandson of the notorious mobster to fight Floyd Mayweather in an exhibition. You know, it's pretty- hey man, use what you got. You got a name, use it. <laughs> Good for him. Make some dough. He's a yeah, great right? kid. That's good what kid. I said. That's, that's that's the fastest way to make big money in your third fight. He's a good kid. He, like he's not like the Gotties that you saw in that show. Like growing up, Gotti. No, he's a great kid. Those are his cousins. This guy is so quiet. Like, yep. very respectful. He's been in the gym for a decade. Yeah, he's he's a great MMA fighter. Uh, he's gonna get a cash a check now from Floyd, which is is great for him. Um. That's that's nuts. I was actually about to put together a short for our social media about the night that George Foreman fought five guys in one night. Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but I mean, I mean, I know about it, but I never saw anything about it. I was reading up on the details of it. Like he, it was the fight. What is this? What is this Dig? Remember Digstown? That movie Digstown? No. With uh, oh man, you know Digstown? I gotta watch that. Ooh. Put it on the list. It's one of it's one of the worst best boxing movies out there. <laughs> I gotta put that on the list. Um, not to go off on a tangent here. Uh, after the Ali fight, Foreman, his handler said you should fight five guys in one night for a spectacle, and to also like rebuild your confidence. And it backfired mm-hmm. so bad. 
He knocked out one guy. There were fights in the crowd. He fought uh, someone in the ring. Uh, he ended up not knocking out the last two guys. Ali was there ringside, like mocking him. I'm doing. A, I'm gonna do a little one minute short on it because it was so funny, oh, and nice. it's like people think like just now we're getting all these exhibitions, right? No, this is going not on forever. New at all. Not uh, new Ali at all. versus Aoki, the uh, professional wrestler, was kicking yep. the shit out of, of Ali's legs. legs. Put him in figure fours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this, this Dude, ain't new. Butterbean was a was a spectacle. Was but a his fights fighter. were like real though. He had 40 fights and he's four and they're four rounders. <laughs> he only right? Four Everyone rounders. like I'm glad we're out of that phase though. I was I, I hated the Mayweather, the 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 Paul Logan Paul Mayweather. That was like 2020. Like when yeah. the sport was still like kind of in COVID and we couldn't make the biggest fights. Like we had saw a lot of those exhibitions and all my friends didn't understand it or they were hitting me up or we're like, what's going on with boxing? I'm like, dude, this has been going on forever. Like literally going yeah, on since the seventies. Like it's a spectacle, it's a circus. Bob Arum used to always say that when you're talking about the YouTubers. He's like, nah, he's like, this is nothing new. We've been doing this for 50 years. All right. Um, that's our show. Uh, I think we're putting a bow on Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis. Um, glad everyone enjoyed it. Um, excited to see what's next for each guy. Excited to see Haney Lomachenko. I think that's the next big one that we that's on the schedule that we can really focus on. Uh, you'll be out there in Vegas for that one again. You're going back to Vegas, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, it's not my favorite place, but I end up there a lot every year. So. It's work though. So it's always work. It's always um, work. I, never, I, dude, I will never, I will never book a trip to Vegas for fun. No, I never do either. I, it's either like wedding, bachelor party, or boxing. I've never been like, oh, I'm gonna go to Vegas and drink for three days and gamble and breathe in that oxygen they pump into the. Yeah. Well, I go, I go hiking when I go there a lot. So there is that, and the spas and the hotels are are amazing. So. There's there's other things to do in Vegas besides the strip. Do you you are were you an Entourage fan? No, not really. There was a Vegas episode and Johnny Drama's guy character. He was like there are many different, the characters. There yeah. are many different Vegases. You know, like yeah, Spa Vegas. There's mm -hmm. Party Vegas. There's all different. Algeria will be. I used to I used to live there, man. So I I know like neighborhood yeah. Vegas. Like I know non-strip neighborhood. Vegas. Yeah, my buddies live out in Henderson and they're doing great stuff. Yeah. Um, Real estate. Uh, yeah, last thing. Where you're, um, playing, where you're playing slots at the bar. Yeah, exactly. Um, according to Adam Stern, uh, I don't know who this guy is, but he is reporting. Oh, he's a fight reporter for SBJ, which is Sports Business Journal. Uh, 1.2 million pay-per-view buys for Tank. Garcia. Whoa. Wow. $22 million gate, which oh, is the yeah, uh, awesome. fifth biggest gate in Nevada fighting history. The lights have just went off in here, which means we should wrap up. But I said this fight would do over a million with Ryan Garcia in one of my interviews, and I was laughing. You at. did, you did, and then you reneged and you said over five hundred. I, I know, I went back, but I said back. this fight could do over a million with Ryan Garcia after his last fight in L.A. Laughed at. Who's laughing now? I don't know. I don't get any of this money from them, but no. <laughs> Good place to end it. Boxing is on a high note. Yes. We love it. As always, folks, protect yourselves at all times. Stay out of those DMs. They're turning the lights off in the studio. We're out. <laughs>